spooky tell our friends And they can have my things when we're dead But we gonna live forever we gonna live forever The Boys Cast with Christopher from Brooklyn What's going on, Ryan? Thanks for having me on the show Life Notes from a Goon from Chris from Brooklyn That's that the new podcast Yeah I love I'm actually going to, I'm releasing the video I, uh, in conjunction with this coming out. This comes out Friday, right? Yeah. Check out his new podcast uh, before. I would recommend doing it now before you hear him talk for an hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the better idea. It's not going to, you know, just go leave a rating and review based on the fact that, you know, I'm friends with Ryan before you hear me ramble like a fucking moron for an hour. Dude, I still fucking, it makes me laugh. Like the Chris from Brooklyn thing, because Chris, like Chris is like this, like thug fucking goon. They grew up like Brooklyn when it was fucking Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Brooklyn. It's, you might as well be like Chris from drama class. Like, yeah, <laughs> essentially. It is very, it is, it's, it's disconcerting. Yeah, earlier, a- earlier today, I was wearing a Cincinnati Reds hat around the corner from my house. And a dude was like, you better be from Cincinnati. Like a black dude with a Reds hat on who was clearly <laughs> blood. He's like, you need to be careful with that hat. I see you just came from the gym, but we, we out here. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess New York is back, baby. You're that you're like the guy that you're like the guy that got a fucking uh like a Green Day tattoo before and then be, that was before they came out with 21 guns. Yeah. And now and now you're <laughs> Brooklyn Chris. What and you said that uh you could tell the guy was from Bloods. So he, he in was the, also wearing a Cincinnati Reds hat and that's definitely like a blood thing from back in the day. I was like this is a four, this is a fellow 40-year-old man. I'm like sir, are we really going to do this? You're smoking a blunt outside. You're an adult. Like yes. can we it was the daytime. It was two in the afternoon. I was like, what are we doing? So Christopher is a podcaster, comedian, all that sort of stuff. But most importantly, Thug Goon. So do you, do you know people that were from the Bloods of the Crips growing up? Yeah. And drug dealer. Am I correct to say you're a drug dealer? No. Why would you say that? That's <laughs> inc- incorrect, Ryan. There's a lot of people listen to this show. So you weren't a drug dealer, but you... Well, uh, as, a, as, a, as a kid, yeah. You might have been a drug dealer. As a kid, yeah. Gang, any okay, so let, let's do like the test. Like, have you been to jail? I've been to jail, not prison. Okay, see, the fact that that was a trick question, the fact that you said the difference, that's what you would say. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never been to prison, no, but you've been to jail. What for? I mean, dumb shit. I broke the door off of 7 Eleven while I was drunk when I was like 17. Once was like a large possession charge. I mean, did fighting, dumb shit how many, like that. How many? What's the worst fight you've ever been in? I didn't get arrested for any of the worst fights I've ever been in, but you know, just, I mean, just like stomping bitches like, with your friends that are in the bloods. No, just like, no, I did. <laughs> why, like, it was just literally, you just show up for things. I never, I, I'm not, we've talked about this before. I'm not like super into fighting, but I will show up if my friends are doing something stupid. Was Every that a contentious time. for you and your gang that you were, didn't want to fight? I was not in a gang. <laughs> I actually turned down membership. I, I, it was like a weird thing. Like I literally like just got, you know, when you're 14, those kids aren't in the bloods. And then when you're 15, all of a sudden they are. And you're yeah. just like, oh, you're going to go fight a guy, right? But like, we're still like little kids essentially. So I'll just come with you. And I remember these kids, we were in the Fort Green projects and they were doing like blood calls and all these like old blood, blood calls. They were like doing like, well, now they do like, it was like brat, like that whole shit thrown up like gang signs. Like, and like dudes would like come out. that. Yeah, like that's the blood call because I I thought it was like an old school ska thing. I believe it. They changed it since this is back in like 1998. Okay, so I don't know anything about the bloods past 1999, 2000. So (laughs) like, but like, and and I remember they were there and it was like three kids. It was like me, this Russian kid, and this little Puerto Rican, and all these black kids. And they were like these older dudes were like, 
we got to like blood these dudes in if they're ready to bang for your nation. And I was like, no, thank you. Like me and the other white kid were like, no, thank you. We're here <laughs> in case somebody's jumping you guys, but we don't need any parts of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to go through a whole bunch of stuff, but I, first and foremost, we've mm. got the celebrity gossip and mm. you know, not normally we're not a celebrity gossip podcast, but this was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff. There was Kanye, Chelsea, cause it, I feel like we should comment on that. And you do watch Kanye on Joe Rogan. I didn't watch the whole thing. I did see uh, Chelsea Handler offering to blow people to get them to vote Democrat. Yeah, dude. Also, th th she said that at 50 Cent. She was like, oh, fucking, uh, I'll, like, I'll let 50 Cent have another spin of me. And it was like, you're a 60-year-old woman. Yeah, you're an old lady. <laughs> dude, he's yeah. having, this guy's having sex with like models, probably. <laughs> you're like an old bag. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, like a, he's like a jacked up millionaire. Like He really doesn't need your- Rapper, millionaire. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you realize like how this works where you're not, you, you have significantly less value to a guy who's already established famous <laughs> than a rapper coming up trying to get famous. Well, you know you what? TV show. Yeah. But you know, you know what drove me nuts about that? And this is why I brought it up. Cause like, I feel like everyone's, you know, has their take on the whole Chelsea Handler basically saying, I talked a bit about it last weekend, but the thing that drives me nuts about like what she said, which was, you know, the tax rate should be 63% and oh, just you shouldn't let your pocketbook. It's like, it's the same thing these people do in comedy where you go, okay, you've made a ton of money and now you're probably on the downswing of your career. So you made that money at the 50% tax rate. Yes. It's like very easy to say when you have a bunch of money and that you've made at it. And then you're like, well, everyone now that's trying to get rich should have to pay more money. It's like, well, are you going to back pay all the money on that taxes? Like, I bet it, she's not, she's not advocating for a 63% capital gains tax. I'm sure. Exactly. You know I mean? It 100%. So I say it's the exact same thing. These people all do. It's like they'd make the thing with, they get there with the old rules. The mm. same with the dirty comedy. You see all the comics that are, they see like, oh, you shouldn't do dirty stuff, but they got famous that way. I just felt like there's nothing that drives me crazier than like really rich people that are advocating for like higher taxes. And you go, mm. well, yeah, because you have your money post tax now. It's all tax yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you it's understand. Only, it's, if you make over 400,000 a year, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That first year I make 400,000 a year. I'd really like to keep that 400,000 that first couple of years. hundred percent. And the 20th time when you're already, you're kind of like, you know, whatever, maybe I'll work less, but who cares? I got all my money. But anyways, that's what I thought about her. And then on the same topic, there was Chris Pratt. Um, and he basically came out and like, he didn't like come out, but he was like, he, he's like Loki, like a Trump guy. And he's like religious mm. or whatever. And then they always say, they go, uh, this guy is about hate groups and the hate groups are just a church. <laughs> which I always like, you know, they go, Hey, creep, you look into it. You go, it's a church. But then th basically all these actors come out and they go, no, you know, Chris Pratt's actually like a great guy and uh, they stand up for him, which is like, he hates the gays, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, again, and that's great. Right. That's, that's another positive about him. But then he says these things and you go, okay, so your friends are allowed to like Trump. Like, so it's okay for you to have religious friends. Like, you know what I mean? These Hollywood yeah, people, yeah, they go, yeah. no, Chris Pratt's actually good. It's like, yeah, now extend that to like everyone, every normal person. Yeah. They, they go, why don't you denounce this guy? It's like, why don't you denounce Chris Pratt if you have to denounce everyone? It's like, well, my friends are, my friends can be like that, which everyone's friends should be able to be whatever they want. But it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to have those morals and tell people who, who they, what, they, you know, you had this person on your podcast, that's wrong. You had this and then, and then like, oh, when it's your friend, it's fine. So that's another hypocrisy of the week. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a... The Chris Pratt thing, I just don't even, he's just, like, you know he's, are we just not allowed to hire Christian actors? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sure. You want to see these churches that hate group. I like argue with my buddy who's a Muslim dude. I'm like, yeah, like you can't tell me not to call your shirt gay because it's homophobic when you're actively, I literally just had this, you're actively a, a practicing Muslim. You think being gay is an abomination <laughs> before God. If yeah. you wear a pink shirt, it's not nearly as homophobic as me calling your pink shirt gay. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they got it right. And then now we're, <laughs> and then, then we won't admit it. Yeah. The same, it's kind of on the same thing as like, you know, on the fucking, with all the denouncing, like they're like, you know, they'll get mad at providing someone a platform on a podcast. Like, why'd you have this guy on? Like, why did you have Chris, you know, from Brooklyn on your podcast? And I'll say, listen, I want to support the gay community and I'm just, I want to do my part, but then they'll get mad at it. But then they'll have them on the news. You know, CNN would have Trump on or whoever it was. They'd have mm -hmm. these people on. It's like, why do you get to do it? And they go, well, because we're, you know, the mainstream, we're allowed to do it. So that stuff just like drives me fucking. But mad. yeah, didn't you talk about um, CNN having Richard Spencer on a bunch? Didn't you just yeah. do something about I, I, it? I think they only had him on once or twice, but they have like all those type of guys on. But they Vice would do, Vice was the ones that would have them on the most. Like they love, they love the white supremacists. And that, if anything, the the truth is like if you were to if you were trying to say who's making a bigger difference for that, it's like if you bring a guy like that on. The, the boogeyman of white supremacists where people think of like, you know, KKK guys, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with no teeth in the middle of nowhere, fucking their sister. Like, that's what, like the, the kind of uh, opinion people have. And then you bring this guy on who's like 30, decent looking and kind of funny and speaks well. It's like, that's actually more likely to convert people over to be like, oh, this guy's making some sense if you're stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jerry Springer, I did the most for, you know what I mean? Like, he would have like the, the ridiculous hillbilly clan members on constantly. Yeah. And I think that did the most for detracting from anybody wanting to be associated with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Richard Spencer's like, yeah, I, I just want a white ethno state with a bunch of hot blonde chicks and they're all going to suck my cock. <laughs> like, yeah. He's sending at least his message is a little more like modern. Whereas you we're fucking Howard Stern. Yeah. He used to, he, he was the best too. Cause like that same thing where it's like, he's kind of come out and he's a little like woke now or whatever. And it was like, you literally had the grand wizard on often. <laughs> and it was super funny. That's what the, that's why the Sasha Baron Cohen thing was, I don't know if you saw Borat. And I was like, that's fine, whatever. It's like, you know, it wasn't, there was some issues that it wasn't my favorite. Cause even like from a, a pranking perspective, like from the art of like mm -hmm. clowning or whatever, just I, I'm, even in his last show, I thought his Republican character wasn't the best because it couldn't wind people up because you don't really wind up like right-wing people by being another right-wing per person and say crazy shit and getting them to mm -hmm. wound up. So a lot of times, like he went to the hunters or what he had these like two old, you know, Republican guys that were kind of conspiracy guys. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he would essentially be like agreeing with them. So then they'd kind of all agree. Whereas before he'd be like Bruno and be this like aggressive gay guy and make them feel mm -hmm. uncomfortable. But there wasn't really any like, you know, when they talk about like a taxable event with taxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like there was any real, uh, event because it was kind of like you know they're like oh it's you know Hillary Clinton's uh you know a there's no conflict event. without the so like the better exactly. character from that show that he did what was that on Showtime was the um when he had the hippie guy go in that guy was great to the Republican place and was just like yeah we're gonna build this mosque that was one of the best dollars. sketches I, that was one of the funniest yeah. things I've ever seen yeah yeah it was fucking hilarious because <laughs> then you have all those guys that now have to justify why they don't want a mosque there which yeah. is never gonna be good. But I think, but I think the reason for it was because he didn't even want to like make fun of that guy to like parody him. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I think I think well, that's also a real a weird thing. Is like there's like a weird thing coming from that sect, where it was uh, it's like 
you can't no we can't acknowledge like the left gets away with not having to acknowledge their crazies while demanding the right does it yes. you know what i mean like if you have a couple of right-wing opinions it's all of a sudden like well, well how do you feel about richard spencer why would i give a fuck about richard like i, I literally yeah, no, just said i, I think, think that we should be able it, to have yeah. guns in the house like i don't have anything other than, you know what i mean like it's like why do I now have to own Richards? Because he also thinks that he should be able to have guns in the house. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, you get it from sort of both sides. Eh? You're saying, like, even on your podcast, you get fucking right-wing people and left-wing people getting mad at you. <laughs> con- like, con- like, literally, like, because all the kids... Nothing to do with politics. Up, they're just like, yo, you're not funny. We both think that. Yeah, they're just like, yo, you, why are you doing a second podcast? <laughs> we, enough with the first one. You're always on fucking Lewis's show. Now you're showing up on everybody's show to promote your new thing. We just started to like Ryan. Now we know he sucks, too. <laughs> who is uh who is uh who do you find worse like the right people or the left people up when they're fucking with you dude i mean i'll tell you this i think some of the right guys are just such bait and they're trying to be transparent i got into a thing with a guy on twitter where he just kept going yeah man i just don't think you guys are about like my other show high society radio is like he was like you guys just shouldn't cover politics it's the exact same thing over and over again like just like what everybody else is doing and it was because we made fun of the trump axios video in an episode that's why he was saying that but i was like wait a second you think our political takes are the same as other shows he's like yeah dude it's just like you're just doing the same shit everybody i was like hold on hold on, hold on. You, you said you're saying that another podcast said that kanye west should uh 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 Announce his running mate as Kamala Two T O O, meaning the wrestler Kamala. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's like somebody else said that that should be Kanye's plan, but just come out and say Kamala Two. But it's actually Kamala Two, the number two, because Kamala Harris, the wrestler, he has a son named Kamala Two who also wrestles as Kamala the Ugandan Giant. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, and like I was like, somebody else said that on a pot. He was like, well, no, and I was like, okay, somebody else pointed out the Joe Biden's website is like before he announced Kamala Harris as his running mate, his entire website was just donate money. There was no, there was no other functionality. Right. And I brought it up on the show. I was like, somebody else pointed that out about that Joe Biden's website is just a money grab. He was like, no. And I was like, so what is your fucking issue? He's like, I'm really just mad because you guys made fun of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> What'd you say about what did And I was just like, all right, well then fine. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to make, Ben Shapiro knew everybody was going to make fun of him when he fucking nerdily read the words to wet ass pussy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he did it for that reason, so we jumped on it. You know what I mean? Like, of course. He's like a nerdy Jew going, Mer-ler. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's always funny. He, just, he was just doing Jerry Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> there was, um, to, and to go back to, like, the, the Borat thing, there was, like, two things I want to say about what you said, but there was also, like, the, and I've kind of made some version of this point before, but, like, the idea that he went out and said, I did this all to fight bigotry, drives me so crazy because it's like no you didn't but you go why did you go to brooklyn and throw money at orthodox jews why did ali g go fuck with feminists mm. at the rally why are you doing like a, an impression of like a kazakhstan man that fucking like fucks his cousin and they were actually mad about it the, a stereotype if you will because mm-hmm. you thought it was funny and now you go no i was fighting anti-semitism like i'm sure that you were exposing some anti-Semites in the process. But when you went to Brooklyn in character yeah. and threw dollar bills at a fucking Orthodox Jewish guy, who was who exactly was getting exposed? The viewer? Is it the viewer that laughs? Like, remember that time you laughed at my thing? I was doing that to prove that you're an anti-Semite. It was like, what are we talking about? I don't even think anybody ever, like, nobody has come out. Nobody accused him of being racist for doing it. Like, he just, he brought attention to it by saying that. 
Yeah, he did. No, it's, it's, it's like it's like nobody. You didn't have anybody patting you on the back, being like, "Go get them Jews." Like everybody knows your last name is Cohen, sir. Like you know what I mean? Like you're not. You're not, how would you possibly expose anti? So the only way you could do that would be in the comments where somebody's going, "Yeah, way to get them Jews, Mister Cohen." Like nobody's gonna <laughs> fucking do that. Yeah, right. If they're like, finally, someone said it. Yeah, yeah. throw money at them. There you go. Yeah, he's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. There was, I was, I was in. Uh, uh, Washington this weekend, and I watched the, the I, I watched like a little bit of the debate, and I was kind of like, ah, whatever. We watched like twenty minutes of it, but it was fun. I was like, with Danny and like our other buddy there, everyone was uh, we're making jokes about it, and then I was having people texting me, and it was all very serious. You know, people would be like, mm. I think Trump made a good point here. I think Biden's, uh, you know, kind of edging him out here, and we're like, what we were saying was like, wouldn't it be funny if Trump was like. Joe Biden is a cuck. <laughs> he is the biggest cuck in the history of all cucks. Yeah. I have never been cucked. The only time I've ever been cucked is by uh, myself when I am fucking end watching at the same time. I am both the cuck and the bull. And we're and then we're saying that like Trump looks like he has a guy got caught cheating energy because you know how he would like to the moderator. He was kind of like, oh, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was very much like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it was like, yeah, that's how me and my friends were watching. And that's how, like, anyone that I know that's cool would be, you know, fucking around, like, who gives a shit? And then I, you talk to people, even, like, at comedy clubs, and they were like, you know, I hope fucking, you know, I hope Biden can pull it through. Like, I thought this, and you go, man, like, is anyone fun? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I did an open mic the day after Trump won. And I refused to do any Trump jokes leading up to the election the last time. And I just went to an open mic. I was like, all right, whatever. There's nothing else to do. And I went, I had all these Trump jokes that were like in my head. There's like, fuck it, I'll write these down. Let's see if these work for you. And it's just like- jokes? Like last time I sucked Trump's dick, my lips were orange for two days. You're like, is this pro-Trump or anti-Trump? Yeah, it's just like, what? What is he even <laughs> saying? I don't even get it. No, but it's just like, whatever. It was like a couple of like, just like ideas. I think it was something about, um, the first thing he said he was going to do was, it was something about he wanted to make uh, the Triple G Canelo Alvarez uh, fight happen, and he like right. said that like immediately. He said that right before he got elected. He's like, I'll make sure once I'm the president, I'll make sure we get Triple G versus Canelo. And I was like, I was like, this is first of all, as a boxing fan, now I have to vote for him. Yeah. Second of all, it does establish to his base because he's really just talking about forcing immigrants to fight each other for resources. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like it was like shit like that, and I was just like, and like you know whatever, just like throw away shit that I was just testing out, and people just were like just sat there looking at me. I was like. You guys know that he's the president now. Like we got four years of this. Like he's like they're like yeah. I think we're just not ready to laugh yet. I'm like why are you here? Why yeah. did you come here? You're Can't at a com- you're, you're literally at a comedy show. Yeah, like not ready to laugh at this, dude. Yeah. I did a I was doing meetings about like TV stuff lately, and ooh yeah, very I'm very very important, Christopher. Yeah. But no, I did. My point was, and it was like so these are people that like my stuff right hmm. so they've like watched my videos they kind of know what i'm about and i said to like the, the person who was setting up these meetings i said i don't want to um meet with anyone that's like overtly political like i don't want to fucking you know be working with an activist because i just know how that goes and it's like i want to meet with someone that wants to make good comedy i don't want to meet with someone that like wants to use me as like some sort of fucking agenda right. one way or the other and you know if i look at some me i remember me and uh, matt at the hard times, like when we were hiring people, we used to look at their Twitters and their Facebooks first to mm-hmm. see if like, and if their Facebook was like tweeting at judges and fucking Congress people all day, we go, nah, that guy's gonna be a fucking nightmare. You know what I mean? But I was me, so I'm talking and she was fine, whatever. But then at the end of it, it was like, uh, okay, well the election, like 
maybe we'll all be, oh, you know, hopefully it goes the way we hope it goes, or we'll all be moving back to Canada with you. You know what I mean? And I'm like, just the like assumption that I'm going to be like my, oh, if, if, if Trump wins, like heaven forbid, I'll like, I'll give two shits. And her, it, she said this in a, like a room full of people. And it was like the just assumption that like, oh, I mean, fingers crossed, right guys? That as if, as if we are like, hope the, the Yankees win this year. And you're saying yeah. that like on the subway, you know what I mean? It was just like the assumption I go, listen, lady, I don't care. But then I, what I said was, she was like, I hope you, you know, either be moving to Canada. I go, I know if Biden wins, we're going to have to get out of here. <laughs> she's like, she obviously, didn't laugh at all. No, she didn't even, she's like, no, I mean, if Trump wins, I was like, yeah, fuck it. obviously I know that I'm yeah. kidding. Don't, don't care. But I go, no, I hope, ever, listen, I hope you all Americans get the president that you want. I hope you all win. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't give a shit. It's also like, it's super hard to move to Canada. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've been saying that forever. It's like, do you just not think we're a country? Yeah, you could, we could just walk up there. Like, do you think it's just like Puerto Rico to the north? We could just go there and yeah. it's fine? Like. It's yeah, I mean, even. if you're from fucking Syria, it, you kind of is, but uh, okay. just march in through the Quebec border. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Trudeau, where's my cash, man? Is that true? Uh, that's the Quebec borders where they all like sneak in from. We had we had some crazy people. We have like way more immigration in Canada than they do in America. And people are, you know, there's always like an uprising every once in a while of people being like, yo, this isn't good or whatever. Wait, what do you mean? I didn't. I didn't know that. There's, there's more. There's more open immigration of, but of like poor. Like you guys have less student visas. Canada brags every every year. Like, like the prime minister. Uh, I was th- just talking about this too. Cause you know, America, like American, has like Fourth of July and Pride and this America Pride. Mm-hmm. Like Canada is basically appropriate. Like the woke stuff is appropriate at our Pride even. So you know, an American, like, which I thought it was a funny point someone said, but it's like. Think about this, like if someone wears an American flag, it mm-hmm. means uh, that they support Trump, basically. You'd be like, oh, what are you, a Trump guy? And it was like- Yeah, which is insane. Imagine being like, uh, yeah, you're running for president in the country and it's kind of like, what do you have an American flag? It's like, aren't you trying to be the president? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't your guy, like, isn't that the country? But in Canada, the 4th of July, essentially, our, you know, Canada Day basically is like, we celebrate how diverse we are and we celebrate how much immigrants we take in. And it's kind of like, it's a, it's funny because it, it is this, uh, it's like almost this like left wing pride thing in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. all of the whole rhetoric, like all the speeches, are just like we're so proud of how diverse we are and whatever. Just we're so proud that the women can vote now, and you know <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But Canada still has more white people percentage wise than America, no? Yes, but um, but it, we do have a higher percentage of immigrants, and they like it's one of those mm-hmm. things they brag about, right? It's like it's it's you know like we had seven hundred and fifty thousand immigrants last year. It's like so you Is know it- whatever. Is it refugee immigrants in particular? Like you said, the some, Syria thing. It's some, okay. yeah, it's a lot of refugees. But mm. the refugees and immigrants are different are different categories. Okay. So you know, refugees just but they both they both count as whammies if you're if you're doing the if you're doing a game show. If you land on Mexican or Syrian, you still get a whammy <laughs> yeah. and you lose all your money. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But I did so when we were in we were in Washington, and the biggest thing that I was noticing was like so things are kind of open there for starters, mm-hmm. right? So like they're way less shut down than here. They were always way less shut down. And you go easy for these fucking politicians in Washington to be like, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's like, because nothing's shut down for them. Things are kind of up and running for them. Yeah, you guys posted some Instagram or Danny posted some Instagram stories. You guys were in like full bars. Yeah, it's like, like it- up and running, dude. They have like, everything's kicking. But that being said, one thing they did have was, like everything is boarded up. 
because of um, like the riots were so bad in Washington. Like you walk down Starbucks, boarded up, like, and then they have Black Lives Matter on every on everything. But mm -hmm. basically, it's a "Don't loot us" sign. Yeah. So everywhere you go, it's like, please, please, please leave us. What's a majority black city? Is it DC is still a majority black city? I think. I have no idea. Is that true? Yeah, you never. Um, like they said that back in the day, you know, like the the uh, mayor of DC uh, even before Rob Ford got caught smoking crack. Marion Barry was a black guy who's a mayor of DC, got caught smoking crack and got reelected, and they were just like the populace just wasn't gonna vote out a black guy for a white lady. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a, a a Democrat black guy or this white Republican lady. I think was running. It was when I was a kid, so I only like vaguely remember that the mayor of Washington D.C., the capital of the country, got caught smoking crack and then got reelected. He was the OG crack smoking mayor. Uh, was that? Did Jerry Springer get caught smoking crack, or was he just paying? Because <laughs> you know he was the mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, I remember. So he got caught. I know he got he bounced a check to a hooker. Did he get caught with crack as well? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. But Something that, about governing a city that, that just makes you need crack. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, there was like a bunch of these army dudes there. And it was like, because Washington, you know, it's got all these people that work. Every, everyone's involved in government in some form or other, you know, whether they're like a blogger or a journalist, like everyone you meet is that. And there was these army dudes there. And it was like such a wild life, dude. And they were, they were kind of going through the thing of like, they hated, the army guys really hated Obama because his wife tried to take away all their lunches. So it was all really, Oh yeah. Dude. Cause she tried to make them healthy. Yeah. She tried to make them healthy, but then they botched it. So basically they were, they had like their cafeteria and they got rid of the chips, the vending machines, all that stuff. And they were like, you can have vegetables, but they like infrastructurally couldn't handle the amount of vegetables. So they would get all these like rotten vegetables. So they're like no Doritos and they would send all this like rotten celery. And, That's and these, hysterical. Yeah. These guys were like, wow, the army dudes have such a, such an interesting life. Cause I don't know any army guys. And mm -hmm. I have this idea of like, why would any, even the guy was telling me, he's like, so what we do is wake up at 5 a.m. and they would put us in the pool and we'd have to swim there with weights and they would come yell at us and dump water on us. And you were like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, yeah, voluntarily? Would you really just- For what? Who would do this? Like, it, and then, you know, some of the jobs that these guys had, like one of the guy's jobs was, he was essentially kind of lower. And what they do is, they'll be in, uh, I don't know, Saudi Arabia, or, you know, one of those places. And to go weed out the like bad, the, you know, terrorists or whatever, they would be like in Humvees and they would do like a little brigade through the city and then wait for like snipers and fucking terrorists to shoot them. And then they'd be like, okay, we know where they are. So they're essentially like bait. And so that's they had to do, do geometry while getting shot at in a Humvee. You know what I mean? They had to like yeah. call the protractor and be like, he's over there. <laughs> That's what it is. And then they're, they weigh in and they're like, okay, we found them. How'd you find them? Two of us are dead. That's how. Yeah. And he says, it's kind of like, that's why a lot of times they kind of are looking for like sociopaths now because those guys come back and for just like a normal guy, they come back and they're like messed up. So there's this guy, he's like a strip club bouncer. And basically I was asking him questions because he was, this guy was kind of wild, right? And he was like, you know, Trump's the best and they need to get us into more army. He's like mad that they pulled them out of places. Like, you know, he loves, he's, he loves, Trump you know. Trump pulled them out of them out of places. Trump pulled them out of a few places and he's not happy about that. But Obama pulled them out of more. Like they just, he wants to, he's like, the army should just be fighting nonstop. Like he was really in it or whatever. And then I was just kind of like talking to him or whatever. And then I can't remember, I said something along the lines of like, what was the craziest thing you saw or whatever? What a party, like eight dudes there. And then, he literally just stops and just walks 
And he, he goes, I got to go. And he walks out the door and never comes back. Like I triggered him. <laughs> oh, shit. Danny comes over. He's like, what the fuck did you say to that guy? <laughs> he just stormed out. Yeah, I had a dude once tell me, like, we were arguing about stuff. We were just, it was, he's an army dude. He was like a drunk, but like, he was like, this is like years later. And he go, uh, there was one thing. He's like, yeah, like the Iraq war was bullshit. But he's like, we should have been in Somalia. I was like, why? He's like, because when I was in Somalia, I turned a corner and I saw, he like described this pile of fucking bodies. And I was just like, oh. I'm not going to argue that we shouldn't have been in Somalia after you've now told me that you saw a flaming pile of bodies in your life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. You're, especially not with him. It's like no, after it was all the argument. Dude, it was a terrifying man. I, that's the thing with these people. I, I was very like on ice with this guy too. Cause mm-hmm. I was a little like, these guys could snap any moment. Dude, he, he like beats people up for a job. And I was kind of like, oh, do you like, is that suck? Do you have to like get in fights? And he was like, no, I love it. <laughs> like, There's there another dude there. That, so here's, a, here's a, something funny that was like making me laugh. So this guy had a, like, there was one of the dudes that had a girlfriend that does like OnlyFans and shit like that, right? Which mm. is like a wild life, you know? I don't know. Have you ever dated a chick that like does all that stuff? No. No, I mean, I've like, I've been around a few of my guys used to drive hookers when I was a kid. So I've been right. around a lot of those chicks in their like downtime and it, they're, they're all fucked up. Insane job. Ins- yeah. Insane people. Yeah. It's just a wild world. So he basically said that, so there's these, you know, eight, nine guys that all have like, you know, eight chicks that they all know and they all kind of like have their like network of like OnlyFans hoes. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, the ones that get big, then they hire someone to manage it. So there's this like guy that manages like nine of their only fans mm-hmm. and messages all the dudes and stuff. <laughs> so it's oh, really, there's like a dude writing the personalized <laughs> text messages for all of the chicks. That is correct. So these chicks have these huge followings and the dude pay the extra premium service to fucking chat with them and whatever. It just you goes know? to show that women really can't do <laughs> the nuts and bolts of this running a business. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like, yeah. do we want more female entrepreneurs? If you can't fucking write the Ooh, daddy to your fucking <laughs> $7 a month only fans people. Like it's really just cut and paste the names. It's like yeah. those, it's those, those letters you get if you donate to a candidate. You know what I mean? It's just like, they just white out one name and put your name in. It's just like, yeah, it's a stamp. Like, let's right. go. Move this along. I think it's even more complicated. I think it's, it's like, they weren't even there from the beginning. I think it's like some dude that like, I think I, the way that I said it was like, they found the guy. But I think what's more accurate is like, the guy says to this girl, like, hey, I'm going to come like, take photos of you naked, like once a week, put them on the internet. I'm going to run this site and send you a check once a month. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, and so they're just like straight up. Like, that's just like, yeah, the that's the, that's the old hooker pimp model. Yeah, it's the old hooker pimp model. Like, I'm, I think in this scenario, the guy, the guy, they seem to be getting like a pretty good ch- chunk of change. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably taking 20%. It's more like agent fees or whatever, but like legitimately they're not involved. Like they probably don't even know the fucking password. So, and I've seen it before where I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to any of that stuff, but I have seen where it's like, some chick you went to university with or something has like OnlyFans. You're like, I can take a peep at that. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I remember there was a girl I went to high school with who like two years afterwards, somebody was like, Hey, this girl's on uh, this website. It was called like brooklynhookers.com. Oh. And it was just like a video. And she was not somebody I would have had sex with. You know what I mean? But I was like, <laughs> I'll totally watch her blow a stranger. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, was like, and I, de- I probably also jerked off to it because it's like, well, I know her. She's doing something fucking gross. Let's go. 
Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. You're just like, hey, this is funny. <laughs> there was like a fat, I've, I've, I've talked about this. I may have told you about this at some point, but there was like a fat chick when I used to live in Bensonhurst, like right across the way from me, this fat chick would like, she was gross. But like, I would bone up every time she would like walk around. She would like walk around naked and I would like, or like in her bra and panties. And every, just because I wasn't supposed to be seeing bone it. Bone up. Just bone up a little, just a little <laughs> bit. I would just fluff up. I'd be like, ah. Oh. And ne- and like literally would not let her like there was no way like if that girl was like hey can I come up and blow you I'd be like probably not no that's probably not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you know what I uh, the funniest part about this guy was so like he 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 was breaking up with her and because mm-hmm. you know before he was kind of like yo it's sick like he was kind of flossing like as if it was this like cool lifestyle right mm-hmm. and then he was like oh we're breaking up we're like what you kind of like what's the problem and he was like just all the things you would think would be the problem. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all of the reasons you would think that it sucks dating a girl like that, those, it's Dude, like, yeah. yeah like, so the, guys sucks. I, the guys I knew that used to drive girls, like they, the girls would just like, so like basically my, a couple of my buddies were doing this job as I was taking care of my dad when he had cancer. So nobody wanted to hang out in my house because my dad had cancer and it was depressing. But all the guys who had to sit around with yeah. hookers all night would just come smoke blunts in my basement because they were like, well, we got it. We got, we're waiting for calls. Yeah. You know I mean? So like, <laughs> and so like you meet these girls and like most of them, their boyfriends didn't know they were hooking. They thought they were just stripping for bachelor parties. One girl, the weirdest one I heard was her boyfriend. She was a little white girl dating a big black dude. Her, and he was just like, I don't care if you fuck other dudes, but don't let me find out you're fucking other black dudes. Cause that's the end of our relationship. And I was just like, <laughs> what a strange line to draw. <laughs> I knew one that uh, there was this dude, he fucking is a comic in Toronto and he used to date these kind of like fucking hooker chicks or whatever. Mm. And then he, it was it was almost that, but he goes, I don't care if you fuck other dudes, but you better be, uh, it better not be for free. Like it was, they, you, you walk in on a guy, you'd be like, he better be paying for this. <laughs> you realize the girl who's going no, to no, say- No, no, I'm not no cheating problem. on you. He paid me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, she could always just have a stack of money on her. Like That's she, what you have to do. Yeah, you got to, like, yo, you can fuck me, but I got to put a stack of money on the bed. So, like, in case my boyfriend walks in, it's like, what a life. Yeah. It was like the guys who were just like, well, they're using protection with those guys. It's like, yeah, unless, until he pulls out an extra 500. Like, what yeah. do you think is happening? Your girlfriend is a hooker. Like, it's a, it's a fucking wild world. But these, you know, and some dudes just get, they like, they're so just beat up inside that they'll fucking let the girls like walk over them like that. You know what the, the crazy part is? Like I was talking to this with my chick where she was talking about like, you know how the girl podcasts just all give the like most insane advice? Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be like, what you need to do to get what you want. You need this from a guy and you need this and never settle for less and ignore him and do all this stuff. And you're like- It's a good way to end up with a liar. <laughs> you're going to end up with a liar for sure. And then yeah. also, and it's like, yeah, if you're like super hot and- you know, whatever. And also have money. Like I'm not putting up with any of that shit. Like, yeah. So it's like, it's good advice to like either be alone or get a terrible guy. But it's like, you're like, what you're describing is you want a lopsided relationship. So you want to be with a guy that is like putting out more stuff and you have a better deal than he does. And it was like, okay, well he better like, you better be fucking hot and he better really value having a hot chick or else he's going to be like, what are we doing here? Yeah, well, I was just listening to you. I was listening to your last episode where you were talking about um, girls saying that you're a sociopath for wanting certain things. It just made me think about like when me and my girl were broken up for a while. We got back together, and I was just kind of like, "You want to tear?" Yeah, come on. yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We're gonna yeah, edit this. Out, so many right? dudes, yeah. 
So I'm so, dude, that's all. I mean, that well, dudes don't count as cheating. It's, it's fine. Like, but uh, no, but it was like, uh, we got, we got back together after a long while. And it was like one of these things where it was like, kind of like, all right, like, I think this is where we're running into the problems. Like I need like autonomy and this and that. And it's just like, she was just like, okay, I'm like willing, I need some level of autonomy. I need to be able to do things that I want to do, like achieve goals. And she was like, yeah, I'll, I'm willing to work through my issues with that. If you sometimes meet me halfway, if I'm being a little crazy. And I was like, would be an example. Well, like, just like, I mean, think about it. I'm out every night doing comedy or whatever. We got hammered. Yeah. I, me and you got hammered last night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I live with my girlfriend. It's not like, you know, you're with your chick. It's like kind of new still. You can kind of still do whatever you want. Just live in your house. But we got like loaded last night. And it's just like, I don't want to hear shit about when I'm going to do, we're going to Skankfest, And she's like a little apprehensive about that. And she's I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go like do a bunch. Yeah, but she's like a little apprehensive. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, I'm going to go do that. And she's like, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's the kind of thing. It's like, it's the thing where it's like, gotta be, you gotta just be allowed to do that. Like you do and also, it, and also she gave mean, it to, real quick. You, you say, oh yeah, no, no. She was trying to say, uh, like one time she was like, well, you know, you're lucky to have somebody who does that. And I'm just like, I kind of like stopped her. I was like, this is going to start an argument because <laughs> you, like, I'm not lucky. I literally had to say to you, I need this. Or we can't be together. I'm not yeah, lucky. Yeah. We had a conversation. That means we have a strong relationship. And she was like, because like, we're talking about like a buddy of mine who was like a little, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, little, little one of those. And it was just like, well, she's like, you know, you're lucky to have, like, it was like, no, no, no. He could have easily, before you get into the relationship, you probably set the boundary. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think yeah. that's always a better, a better move. No? Yeah. So many girls think that I've heard that from so many, like every girl probably ever I've been with is like, you'll never find anyone like me. Like it's almost cliche, but the, and then they'll be like, there's oh, billions of hosts. Well, and you go, <laughs> you go, what are you crazy? Like you're high maintenance. I go, Oh, you think you're one of the good ones. Yeah. I'm like with you. Cause you're hot. Like you're a fucking bag of problems. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm so, you know, or I sort of like that, but I'm like the fact that you think like, you're, oh my God, like you hit the jackpot with you. It was like, it's so you're similar to the last three. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. You're but very you know, similar to the last three. They all <laughs> said that too. On Oops the Podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Too. Dude, my, there, there is a lot of that where they kind of this idea that like I'm specifically good. But I, the thing that I was going to say, too, is with all of that, like uh, the girls, they're like, I want this deal and I want to have all my free time. And then you make all the money and this and that you go. That's what every guy's like. Yeah, OK, well, then we're going to have kids and then you, I'll give you a job. So like if you're yeah. not also busy and you're together. Like a guy is going to be like, that's why you have kids a lot of times. Cause you're like, let's give this bitch something to do. <laughs> yeah. So she leaves me alone. Like, so I can, I, I can get, I, it I does. Can do, yeah. So I can start having a hobby again. When she has a hobby again, I can start yeah. having a hobby again. But I think also the reason it's like important to fucking set that boundary, like the way you're saying to have that conversation, because it's like, it's, you know, the idea of like, if you're doing audience and you uh, doing a show and you have like people in the audience that like, you know, don't like you and you're like, mm -hmm. it's bad faith. And it starts to get in your head yes. where even though she might be not, um, even though she's like, okay, you can do that or whatever. But the fact that like, 
I might have to like, okay, this with you, or I even have to, it Mm -hmm. starts influencing your decision process. And over time, it makes you more cautious. So you stop. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, whatever. You're like, oh, I'll probably be fine. But like over the long period of time, the same way, like if you have someone, you're like, uh, I don't like why you hate, I hate this friend of yours, you know? And every time it's a fucking nightmare. Like eventually it might fade them down a bit in your life. Like if you don't put a stop to that, yeah, because that's true. it'll just make you less cautious. It'll weed those things out. And I was like, I need to be free to fucking have my brain operate, you know, at its full capacity without these outside influences and energy just mm-hmm. kind of like influencing it. Yeah. You need to not be thinking about, you need to not be thinking about, is like, is this going to make, is this going to make more work? Right. Like if I like want to yeah. go, like, let's say like if, if, if my girl decided I, she didn't like you and I wanted to do this podcast and then I had to tell her I was going to do this podcast. And it was like, it's like, oh, like she needs to just be like, oh, like I understand that that's work or whatever. And just like, or like they're going to do this is like, if, if I now have to think about the, like, I may just, I may have just been like, no, I can't do the podcast, you know, as opposed to being like, I know risking the work that then just comes from having a basic back and forth conversation. It all adds up and it just becomes this. And I've sort of explained that even with like moving or whatever, you know, and some people are like, well, we could do it together. It's like, okay. But the problem is once you like inherit someone else's energy and you Mm -hmm. inherit someone else's, you know, the responsibility of them and you, you kind of, uh, any person that like kind of has empathy, you, 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 will factor that in like you're not gonna be like okay i'll go and you're thinking like how what will she do like wish her job be fine like so if you are you know making lots of moves like you need someone that's not going to be like that or it will like over the course of time just beat you down beat you down beat you down until you're like "Eh." and vice versa a lot of girls just get kind of beat down by their dudes because they (laughs) but it's like everyone will beat you because they won't shut up brian you have to beat them down sometimes you know yeah Everyone will get beat down as much as they'll accept it though. You know, like there's a lot of girls that will beat down the guy and eventually it always tells them to take a stand. Like it always says to guys, like, you know, it's the same to girls. They go, you know, you need to take a stand, which is the girl being like, I've had it up to here and I'm not having this anymore. And it was that point. But it's like, the, the truth is if you are the type of person that gets like bullied around or pushed around, the answer isn't to take a stand. The answer is to like be with someone that doesn't take advantage of people. Like if you're like a bitch, find like, a, you know, if, you, if you're a bitch at work, find a boss that isn't the type of guy that like walks all over people, find mm-hmm. someone that's nice to be with and find someone that is like kind of caring because otherwise th- they'll take advantage of you and you're stand once a month and being like, I'm, you know, you just aren't compatible. Whereas like, you know, even someone maybe more like me or you, if I was with a chick that like tried those things, you'd nip it in the bed, like out of the gate. Like my ex would be like, do this and this. You go, yeah, we're not going to be doing any of this stuff anymore. And she's, she's kind of like, all right, I tried. I remember my you ex. Laugh. Dude, like, literally just laugh. Like You laugh, like, yeah. You shut, it, shut up. Dude, Chris, my fucking ex, before, last, uh, like this like three years ago for Christmas. I go, tell me what you want for Christmas. She sends me a link to a $7,000 purse. And I just call her. I go, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. And she goes, all right, it's worth a try. <laughs> She's like, uh-huh. worth a try. And I was like, yeah, man, maybe that's worked in the past. You're like, here's what I want. And then this guy goes, he grumbles about it, but he's like, I, I uh, you know, whatever. But she was like, nah, well, I can't, can't help her go for trying. My, my chick sent me, there was a designer. She liked the bags. You know those bags that look like thank you bags? Yeah. So she was just like, she sent me the white python one. And I was yeah. like, was like you're out of your fucking mind and i just got her but like it was like a good way to like she knew i was gonna say that to her i was like you're out of your fucking mind you crazy <laughs> but then like now i know she likes those so i got the like 
$150. I got the $200 one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, and I still Maybe, remember that you like these. You like, meet at the 10% line. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Like the OnlyFans guy. You were a little bitched around when it came to COVID though, because I remember when this first started, we were going to meet up and you're like, I can't because I can't go out in public because then I'm going to come home and I get a talking to. <laughs> That's not, but the, you keep saying that. You, this is the third podcast you've said this on. Oh yeah, you Definitely not around. what happened at all. I had like legitimately very sick relatives that I was not trying to take any. Yo, my relatives are sick too. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, but they're <laughs> no, not like dying sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I just mean like it was sick. Yeah, they're fucking pretty sick dudes. I mean, I heard about the whole Maple Leafs game thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. But so, okay. So you were saying that like you were going to have to go around these dying relatives. And uh, and that was, that was the All right. I, I didn't interpret it that now way. Now I would just, because now you can get, I got a test in an hour yesterday because of fucking Capital Wrestling. And yeah. It's like, so now it would be like, there, that would not even be an issue. I could just go to City MD and get a test before I go somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know so. what's fu funny, like with all this fucking, because uh, you know, like the way you grew up in the hood or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, what does your fucking gangster friends think of like modern feminism and stuff like that? Like, oh, I don't even like, yeah, even like guys <laughs> like that, it's not even on there. Like the really like goony dudes, but even like the guys I grew up who were just like regular New York guys are just kind of like, shut the fuck. Like they're just like kind of, it's, it's like not even, I've like said this before, is like you can get any group of like, as long as you get any kind of like vaguely goony dudes, even if they're trying to be woke because they're now in their thirties or forties and they work office jobs or whatever it is, you just get them drunk and you go, but let's all be honest. Like, it's like women are nonsense, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like you can kind of do that at the right moment and always get a laugh from a group of men because they're just like, they all just remember what they had to deal with that week. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and it's not even like, and it's not even like, Women are just different, but you can kind of just be like, you can, no matter how woke you are, if you catch a dude at the right moment, you can just go, yeah, like, but we can all agree. You can be like talking about real serious social issues and then just stop and go, but we can all agree women are nonsense, right? Yeah, and right. Just like, yeah, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We can all agree that the problem are women and Jews, right? And everyone goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, um, with like, because uh, we've talked about this before, like on that topic, but like you kind of grew up where I did, where, like the way I did, where it was like very multicultural and all this stuff, mm -hmm. which just makes it like, extra funny when it's all a bunch of white people talking about you know the way diversity championing diversity but telling you like what friendship looks like how racists should interact and you go you don't have a real friend that isn't you know and it's like you and it's that thing where they go oh you're bragging about having black friends or whatever and you go well it is relevant like in this case, it's exceptionally it is relevant. relevant. Like, what do you mean? It, like, it's, it's yeah. such a weird. It's just, like I didn't just make these black friends. I kept them like for you know twenty five I mean? yeah. fucking years. Like, it's like I never like. It's, it's like they seem to not have detected the racism you have. And like, they don't I, do that I, with anything else. You don't go. No. You're talking about like uh, fucking, you know, plumbers or whatever, and you go, "Well, I actually have five friends that are plumbers," and they go, "Oh, wow!" Like bragging about plumber friends. You're like, I think it's relevant when we're talking about how to talk to your plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, was like, I was at a bar once and I was talking to this kid I know for, and it's like not somebody I'm tight with, but it's just somebody I know from the neighborhood, but we've had enough conversations and we're busting each other's balls. And this girl we did not know joined in the conversation and she just all of a sudden goes, yeah, but like me and you shouldn't be making those jokes because we have privilege. And I just look at my boy who's like a, bla a black dude from the hood. And I just go, he's there. Oh. She said that in front of him. She said that in front of him. I go, I was like, <laughs> this bitch is really, I looked at him and I go, this bitch is really telling us how to fucking talk to each other. Like we haven't been friends for 15 fucking years. And he has like, like a tear running down his eye and he's like, I'm just glad someone said it. <laughs> dude, We were also littering. He was part Cherokee, you know? <laughs> 
Dude, that's so funny. Were you like, did you have to apologize to your friend? Like, I'm so, I'm sorry, thug friends. My comedy friends are fucking fucking. It wasn't even a comedy. This was a oh. random lady. Oh, it was, was random. Just, like, like this was a random. I was like at an after hours bar, and this kid I knew just happened to come in. I was talking to bartender. I started bullshitting with him, and then this girl joins our conversation because the kind of place is open at five in the morning. Everybody's all fucked up. Right. She's probably try, coming in trying to just like talk to someone new because her friends left because they were like, "You're all fucked up. We're going home." You know she I mean? comes in and gives you a list of how you can talk about you know, what uh, yeah, you like, she's like she joins in like maybe makes a joke and then makes sure she lets us know that I have privilege and she has privilege so we shouldn't be making these jokes in front of the kid I've known most of my more than half of my life you know what yeah. I mean like it's just like what are you fucking doing lady <laughs> <laughs> do you do any of your fucking uh, do you have any goon friends that fucking got a bit woke Oh, like, yeah. and it's funny to watch where you're like, what is this guy doing? Oh, I mean, I mean, I just, it's very funny on Facebook to see people who were fucking legit criminals have like moved away and have like multiple children and are just kind of like, yeah, talking about like woke shit. And just like, I definitely have seen you fucking throw a bottle at someone's head. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what are you, what are we doing here? Like, we're really going to say, act like we're above it all. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. They're better like, now. You know what I was thinking of? So I have a theory that that sort of, there's almost like three different ways that people look at every issue. And I think, cause you sort of have this like street way of looking at things like this, you know, when they talk about like street smarts, which mm -hmm. I feel like there's three, this is what I think. People either look at things through like an academic political lens and mm -hmm. everything's funneled through that mm -hmm. or a business lens mm -hmm. or a street lens. And mm -hmm. I feel like you'd be more of a street lens. Like, for example, if you take like Kyle Rittenhouse or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. The political lens would be like, you know, or academic, you'd have a debate over like who's, what side's right and which side's wrong, right? So you'd be like, if you're a right wing, you'd be one or left wing and everything kind of through that lens. Mm -hmm. The business lens, you'd be kind of looking at it more like, oh, you know, well, we need to do what we should have more cops here. Like, why is it, why is it not like this? Like, why are we in a situation? Could this even happen? Like, but non-political, kind of like a little bit what Trump's rhetoric, rhetoric was not right or left with that. And then the street lens would be like, I don't care about your politics, but what are you fucking getting a gun and going to a protest? You idiot. I literally, dude, the <laughs> second I right? of notes of the goon, I literally go, I go, this motherfucker drove a half hour, a half yeah. hour with a fucking gun, like an asshole. Like you, you weren't going there to maintain law and order. How the fuck? I don't even, I've never known a guy, like, if you get in a car and you're still mad after a half hour drive, that's, like, <laughs> that's the guy that ends up in jail. Most dudes yeah. are just kind of like, what, it's like, it's like when you're, when you're fucking, you ever look at an ad for a hooker and then jerk off and you go, thank God I dodged that bullet. How the fuck did you take a 20 minute drive? You didn't turn on any tunes that could maybe calm you down. What were you <laughs> listening to that you like, you couldn't just throw on some Bob Marley. See if you still want to go shoot some people at that Black Lives Matter protest. Right. I don't think so. And like, your point like, isn't about whether he's right or wrong or whatever. No, it was just he's like, he's an asshole for taking that drive. Yeah. Like, I, I, like it's kind of like, I think I'm more of the bit, I think I'm more, if I was to say out of those three, probably somewhere between the business and the like academic one. Cause mm -hmm. I think I have a tendency to probably look at less like the person and a little more like, all right, how do we solve this whole fucking thing? So there's a, and like the person. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Like, I, I yeah, just, like how, why is this protest even happening? Why? Maybe. Wh yeah. I think if I was going to think this is necessary. I think if I was to like be honest about which one, maybe I don't know if I necessarily like, I'd like to maybe more think that I had more street smarts, but like, I don't think I do. <laughs> I mean, it's just, but, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, it is just, it becomes your gut reaction. So it's like afterwards, I can have the conversation about like, and I have had this conversation with, uh, you know, your friends with the RTC guys. I was talking to Mersh about like uh, the Rittenhouse thing, particularly. I was just like, I can't understand 
how just like from the political aspect, right? You take that. It's just like, I mean, the fucking literally the opposite reason why the right to bear arms exists is why you used it, right? And there's like the business reason of like, well, it's like somebody has to do this. It's like, yeah, man, like the whole thing is about how cops aren't using their training correctly. And you went down there with no training and just a fucking massive gun. Like, why did you think you could maintain law and order when an entire police force couldn't? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can frame any, like, I just, that There's so, so many different ways to like frame yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the, and, and when you kind of, and there's probably better times for each of them. Like, you know, when it's someone that's real in your life, like it's the fucking street person, like being a huge, like a human, treat this person like a human. Whereas a lot of times on the, you know, the academic level, it's like, that's where you get, when you're too far down that, that's where you get these, like, you know, the left wing, like using these fucking marginalized people as pawns and all that shit. It's like, because they're not fucking attached to them. They're not humans to them. And they, all they think about is like their fucking movement and they don't care. And then business people, it's like, you kind of, probably too much if you're in that you know if you're too think clinical it, it's a little too clinical too and you know mm -hmm. it's one of the, it's like almost maybe sometimes too masculine where it's like there's right or wrong but there's like a way to fucking talk to human beings it can't just always be like what what i'm right you know so i'm right and you're like okay but that's i think one of the things that i was saying that is kind of interesting like about women it's because women, they're the third way. The third way to think about it is like a chick. <laughs> that's the that's the third no, I way. Think, yeah, well, I guess I, but, I think that tends. To, I think women tend to lean towards that political activist. The political way, activist. But one of the reasons why is because they think everyone thinks like them. Like you know, like men are a little more like I kind of think one way. Whereas women, they think everyone thinks like them, so they don't understand. Which okay, so for example, their women are fine with kind of saying like you know you know, whiteness is bad or like toxic masculinity or like these kind of bold statements, but they're also, or defund the police, like these mm -hmm. kind of things that, but then when you talk to them, it's always like, well, we don't really mean that. Like, obviously I don't, wouldn't actually want to like get rid of them. And you go, because they say, whereas like the truth is extremism is actually logical because men actually take things, to their logical conclusions. Whereas mm -hmm. like they kind of, you know, they start doing, and then they get off on another thing. It's like, well, whatever, we can think all these things. But if a guy and you go, okay, if we do agree that masculinity is bad, well then obviously let's get rid of it. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. like, it's like, is it bad? Well then let's obviously get rid of it or it's not bad. Like, so it's kind of, I think men there's, they think, well, we're not going to actually go kill everyone. If we agree that like Muslims are bad and they need to be get, you know, they're the worst. And we agree with that as a society. It actually is logical to now go get rid of them. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. some women may, like kind of have these float, these ideas around and men will take them to their logical conclusion, which is actually logical. If we agree that like, I don't know, you could think of a million things like, yeah. Thing, and just no, anything that is a thing is wrong. Racism is wrong. We should probably murder racists, right? We, like it's like, exactly. It's like, of course we should. It's kind of like that, that Louis C.K. I thought did a pretty good joke about that when it was like the abortion thing. It's like whatever you sort of sit on it. And it's like, this is what the girls can't see the side of it. It's like, if you do think abortion is murdering babies, well then yeah, you should definitely be outside of the, yeah, 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 you yeah. should definitely be outside of the, uh, the abortion clinic protesting. If, that, if that's how you see it, you should definitely be out there. Like, you know, it's kind of that thing. It's like, if, yeah, I mean, if you do think that whiteness is the root of all evil or men are the root of all evil or whatever it is, you know, that you should definitely be protesting. Like you should be doing more. You should be killing people if that's what you actually think. That's well, the logical like conclusion. To bring it to what you were talking about, weirdly talking about before, when you were like, who do you get into more shit with the right and the left guys? Like, it's just like, so the left people, what they do is they do, they create this, like, they create a nebulous thing. Like, toxic masculinity is bad, right? It's kind of like what I was trying to say to you and Colin Tyrell yesterday about cigarettes. 
What were you like, saying? You, you fucking interrupted me. Well, cigarettes used to be super cheap, and then they okay. gradually raised the taxes. And then every time they raise the taxes, people who actually smoke go, well, I shouldn't be smoking, right? So people who, like, joke about fucking racism or whatever, they go, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. You know, if they're not professional comedians or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, ah, you're right. You know, I shouldn't be. That speech is kind of, it is kind of bad. I just kind of, like, okay. indulge it. And then, so what they do is they kind of, like, keep pushing it, and now that needle has moved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, that, that's, and that's what's kind of, like, weirdly more, like, when somebody says white supremacy, you go, oh, well, that's wrong. You know what I mean? But when somebody says, like, critical race theory, I was just having an argument with a friend of mine about critical race theory, right? Like, it's just like, it's like, well, there's a lot, of, like, yeah, if you want to say, like, let's frame this through this lens where these, these people have these feelings about these structures, that's fine. If you want to then say uh, being on time is a structure of whiteness, it's like, well, that, <laughs> now to bring it back to the street shit is like when you're like a 90s, when, I remember in the 90s, there, there was like this weird thing in pop culture where they were like, Hey, if anybody tells like a black kid, like if a black kid tells another black kid, stop acting white because they're going to school. That's a bad guy in a in a in some sort of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like course, so now they're yeah. just codifying that with academic language, and now it's okay as opposed to right. what, a kid with his hat backwards, snuffing a little kid, or you know, smacking the books out of a girl's hand. It's like, well, we where are we here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's like you can kind of use all these things to balance each other out. But I think that's what they do with the academic language is they go, here's this umbrella, right? Right. So like the statement being not being racist isn't enough. You have to be actively anti-racist. Right. That's that guy, Ibram X. Kendi or whatever. Okay. And then like, it's like, you no, know, that's, that's a fine statement that you just made. Like, that's good. And then you realize it's like, oh, like he gets to decide who the racist is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was on the news. Literally, I sent it to Danny actually the other day. It was like he was on uh, the news being like, yeah, you know, when I got diagnosed with cancer, I didn't question the doctor's diagnosis. It's like, who the fuck qualified? What oath did you take about <laughs> fucking racism, jerk off? Like you just happen to be a black guy who wrote a book about the humanities. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like it's not even science. Like yeah, the self-appointed like racism yeah. detector. <laughs> yeah. Boop 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 boop. Oh, we got one. Yeah. Yeah, Found you're right though. They do. They they use language to then like legitimize their bullshit fucking like nonsense, and then. They then they refer to that nonsense. But you also have to keep pushing cycle. it, or what do you? You're not like right. If so, if your whole thing is like you have to always actively be working to dismantle white supremacy, when are you done? Well, you you're never done. But that's even more the thing. So you even so even if you make incremental change that's positive, you then have to continue to make incremental change because you're not done. Because if you're not working towards it, right? Like so, even if you make positive incremental change, you'll eventually run out of positive change and have yeah. to start making negative change. That's just that's the same thing. They're mad about capitalists with their fucking models of infinite growth. Remember that fucking little broad from fucking where was she from? Sweden? That jerk off? No, what? Oh, oh, who? You know what I'm talking about? Greta Thunberg? Oh yeah, yeah, the hot one. How you dare were, you? Were you that, I was, yeah. I, yeah, I jerked <laughs> off. I jerked off that video all the time. It's like revenge porn, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like bratty sis and femdom all in one. Dude, she imagine goes. she like I don't know how old she is, but imagine she turned eighteen and went full like started the OnlyFans and just <laughs> immediately. Yeah, she goes OnlyFans cover up Playboy like it was all hoax. Just build up the following on her environmental shits. Like if you liked her environmental shit, you'll fucking love her full spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out, yeah, she's really growing the bush out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Enviro horrors or whatever yeah. but they're like that was kind of uh with if you look at like that all the stuff that's happening with the censorship with like twitter and facebook and all this stuff it all kind of boils down to like that stuff you're saying because it's they don't you know they they all have these biases which we all do but they don't like realize theirs and that's the mm -hmm. problem like the the same way that you know back in the day 
people, if they saw fucking, you know, or now if you see someone of a certain race, you, you know, might have some of this thing and they're that's bad, but they don't realize they have it the other way. When you go to a chick, I'm like, if you heard that, a, like that someone uh, said something like uh, homophobic or whatever, right. And you saw it was like a white guy that looked like me. Mm-hmm. And then you, and you, and the other one was, you saw it was, you know, like a Muslim with the, with the, you know, the whole fucking dress outfit on the whole thing. And you go, mm-hmm. would you feel the exact same about that? It's like, no, you'd be more likely to give him the benefit of the doubt and rationalize it somehow. When well, you're talking even about this, like some, a guy like you said something that was deemed homophobic versus a guy like me, you were both white dudes, right? Like I just like, well, yeah. like, you know, certain people like have a certain type of like, you yeah, know, and like, everyone has biases, but yeah. then they fucking, they make, you know, programming on that. Then they make code on that and they make rules for their website. And, you know, that's where you get the fucking Biden story in this. And it's like everyone with fucking eyes can be like, yeah, obviously you wouldn't have done this if it was bad about Trump. It's just like so obvious. But they don't even see it like that because they're, they're so entrenched in their own biases. That well, they of course. Can't I mean, look, well, hold on. Like, look at the fucking, yeah, if you just look at the election and I've been having like a weird, like thought about it, it's just like, it's like, well, your main argument against Trump is, I mean, unless this is a referendum on COVID, right? Your, your main argument against Trump has always been he's a racist, right? Yeah. And then My the, argument's been he's sexy as fuck. Yeah, right. I'm like, I don't want to vote for a guy that's hotter than me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, no, but like, so now you got, you, you've put two candidates, you know, fucking Joe Biden wrote mandatory minimums into the crime bill and fucking Kamala Harris is a fucking... She's a prosecutor who put people in jail for non-violent drug crimes. It's like, it's like, well, what's more racist, the four years of Donald Trump or less thirty years of the criminal justice system in the United States? Like, which li- what liberal is going to agree that the criminal justice system is not racist? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, clearly it is. All those jacked up black dudes are in there. You know, what I've I mean? <laughs> I've seen a lot of fucking like rappers and black people like lately come out and be like, because they're. It's kind of like you know we were arguing about this, and you don't. Uh, you didn't necessarily agree with me with the Saturday Night Live thing. Mm-hmm. But the problem is like, you know, all those places, they are all fucking followers. Like I've watched, you know, the, the amount of people that like, you know, copied me for this and that, but the amount of people that were, were like, you know, the comedy you're doing is like a problem or like you shouldn't be saying that. They watch it now and they're like starting to do that. You'll see them starting to like make mm-hmm. fun of the concepts I'm making fun of. And they're- The guys you came up with. The guys, guys I came up with, but people, you know, that uh that i wasn't even necessarily friends with or you know the fucking cbc you know or like literal tv shows like that's what i was saying with the snl thing it was it's it's one thing to say that you know ideas aren't so important when people steal and it it, it, it the problem with like accusing anyone of stealing they they look at it and they go i don't know and you go there's just so much parts of it it's like dane cook always said he goes they're stealing his essence and everyone killed him on that mm-hmm. but it's like it's one thing in art if you steal you know, the type of joke or that you steal maybe the cadence of this and that or like the structure of something or maybe you all kind of, I like the way that the guy kind of dresses or something, you know? But it's another thing to steal someone's like, you know, editing style, their structure, the fucking, the topic, the timeliness of the topic, the perspective, and then also like the cadence, the amount that you care, the amount of empathy that's involved. It's like, you're just stealing the whole package and like making a replica of it. And you always watch the industry do it five years ago. And it's like, when people talk about appropriation, it's like the same thing why I didn't like when Machine Gun Kelly came out and he's like, oh, I'm doing this pop punk album. And I was like, you don't get the thing. You don't respect the thing. And it's like, you're making like a garbage version of that. And it's like, to me, I get why like people with rap, they don't, they didn't love, if you were a rap guy, you didn't love the idea that like, 
you created this whole thing and then like a white guy comes along and kind of just like copies it and makes all the money. Like I do get that to some degree. Mm. And I, I feel like that about these places. And it was, it, what makes it worse is they were against it before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the, the same rap, the same industry executive that goes, rap's fucking bullshit and we're never going to make it. Oh, yeah, the, guy, the guys who were terrified of NWA or whatever, f- like 15 years later had fucking 50 Cent and fucking G-Unit dressed as a boy band with guns. I've said that a hundred times. Go watch yeah. the fucking show you how to stunt video. They're doing synchronized <laughs> dance moves and wearing matching outfits. I thought you guys were fucking gangsters. And yeah. like, those guys are fucking gangsters. But it's like, it's like, you just like took that and you were like, well, this is working and we'll just, we'll just plug this thing that has street credibility into this thing we already like. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, get what, I, I do get what you're saying. Like, I didn't quite understand well, I mean, there's two parts tonight, it. but you know, you're obviously more involved in that. Well, my point is this, this stuff has just happened to me so many times. Like I've watched, you know, you know, I, I was doing this support group videos and they were huge. And then the BBC like literally made a support group series, like based on my, it's like literally the CBC to the BBC. They copied mm-hmm. it after I'd made five of them and they went super viral. And it was like this, you know, 2 million views across platforms. Dude, Corinne's fucking famous and half the fucking writers in that room follow her. Like they all saw it. It was like, it's a New York comedy scene. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and they're not stupid enough to fuck. It's just the, the, and again, I, you're allowed to steal ideas. Not allowed to, but like, I don't even care about ideas. It's not about that. What annoys me it's is- It's the feel. What, not even that. What annoys me is they, four, five months ago, a year ago, would call you like racist or, you know, oh, you're doing something that's not enough against mm-hmm. Trump. Like they would be publicly shaming you for what you're doing. I've watched these people do that. They go, this is problematic. And then a year later, after you and your friends have made it okay to do and proven that there's a market for that, they go, oh yeah, we'll do that now. Mm. And, and, and then to not even, so it's that. It's like, to, they just shift their entire perspective. Like, you know, they were scold, like a lot of these places were scolding you six months ago for not caring enough, you know, making, mm. and now they do a sketch that's kind of like a joke about the thing and all oh, you don't actually have to care that much. And it's all funny. We can make fun of people that don't like Trump. And you're like, you're only doing that because you're fucking stealing that energy. And I, it, it starts to make you feel like a crazy person. And Paul Thompson said, he's my friend that always said, the reason why it most is annoying when people copy you is it forces you to admit stuff you don't want to admit you do. Like, you know what I mean? Even mm. like from, st- imagine someone was copying the way you stand or the way that you like say a joke and then pretend to be like ashamed or awkward for a second. And you kind mm. of like act coy. It's like having to explain that you makes you feel like a fucking gay loser. So it's, it's always, you're always on the wrong. It's never really the move to like stand up about it, but it's like, it's not my, my point isn't that like, oh, they're fucking thieves and it's so bad. My point is it's like, they're so cowardly that the industry so often will make fun of the thing. And then once it becomes popular, they'll try to steal it. And that combination Mm. is the thing that drives that like makes me feel like they're just weasels. It's oh the, yeah, no, that's I mean not the isolated stealing. It's the mm-hmm. combination of being against it, then stealing it, not that short after. That makes I mean, that makes complete sense. I and I didn't quite get what you were saying when we were talking about it yesterday, but yeah, it it does especially something like SNL, where it's just like they have spent the last four years. They got caught ripping off themselves. Did you know their writers were banned from <laughs> their writers were banned from uh comedy clubs in like the eighties and nineties and a lot of sitcom writers. I had no idea. No, but did you know what I'm talking about? It was like, they literally no, tell just, me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Dude, the, they ran back the exact same sketch <laughs> that they did with Hillary Clinton. Just being like, nope, I'm going to let him run this. Like putting her feet up in Trump. And they did it with uh, Harris and, and fucking Pence. They just yeah. ran back the exact same sketch. 
I didn't realize they were banned from comedy clubs uh, back in the 80s. Yeah. But, like, there's been, I mean, whatever. I remember, like, a lot of, and a lot Anthony, of they used to talk about it a lot. Uh, Jim Norton swore that they stole one of his characters or something like that. I mean, it's just happened to me and my friends, like, so many times. Like, dude, and sometimes it's egregious. Like, Comedy Central will steal. My friend, you know, these guys I know made a sketch that was, it was, it was a, a, a like, a new company that, because remember how the companies were having pool or like uh, slides and, you know, like Amazon, oh, yeah, and fa- yeah, yeah, the yeah. Facebook Google offices. Google had the fa- famously had the two floor slide. Yeah. All that bullshit. We yeah, had a yeah. ball pit at our fucking office to be the cool office. Right. They did a sketch. that was essentially a new office that it's all a pool. So everyone's got their laptops in the pool mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, they're having a meeting in the hot tub to discuss the thing. And that was the gist of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like a pretty, pretty successful sketch. Comedy Central digital shorts made a sketch, the exact same office in a pool, same music, same mm. like uh you know length the same like fonts the same Dude, that happened to me stole it. yeah and it happens all the time and it's just like these people are fucking dirt and you know it's not fun to like be the guy that's calling this shit out because it makes you seem angry and it makes you seem like a bitch and and a lot of times people don't even get comedy enough to like believe that you're right they go oh fuck off no one's stealing from you <laughs> you're like you yeah, yeah yeah well i mean there was one thing where like i did i got like yeah it was like comedy like a year later like I had just gotten a bunch of like good retweets on like a man on the street thing at Comic Con where I literally was just going up to cosplay people and be like, "Where's the orgy?" And, like I would get them all like excited, just get the reactions, and like they, Comedy Central did the same thing. And like luckily though, when you're doing it, is like when you have a podcast and you're not just like throwing stuff into the void. Like you have a huge following, so I'm sure even before you saw that sketch, people were tweeting it at you. Everyone was, yeah. And yeah. it's like the funniest part is, yeah, it, it, like it was a lot of. I also get the other thing where people kind of copy you and they're like, yo, sick, right? And you're like, why would I like that you copied me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, I mean, hold on, wait a second. I basically am only doing That's notes fine. for Goon because you were like, you should do a, you should do a podcast by yourself. I didn't, no, I didn't invent a solo podcast. But yeah, it, again, it's like no one invented the thing. I didn't invent sketches and no one, mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's like, but yes, if you were like, hey, I'm doing this new podcast and the thing is like, it's the guy podcast and it's only guys and you know, your background was the same. And then you like start talking yeah, yeah, like yeah. me. It's like, it's a combination of, you know, all the greatest people steal from, you know, not steals the right word, but you're influenced by here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Tom Green a lot and that's kind of influence. There's all these things, but, but you combine that with who you actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you actually real. like. Like you have a strong personality and you have things you like. Mm-hmm. So it's the, a lot of these people in entertainment are so fucking hollow shells that, you know, they can't, it's not possible for them to sort of like steal one thing. They can't help themselves than to just like be, wear your skin. And it's not just me. You see, you have when Louis C.K. comes out, then you have a, a a generation of Louis C.K. clones. Like, how many frat boy comics followed Dane Cook where it was like, you literally, there was, a, you know, you go to any comedy club and just like these frat dude comics telling stories about, you know, big Monopoly things. And you go, and then and you get in these things where they go, well, Dane Cook, you know, you're stealing Dane Cook's Monopoly bit. And they're like, well, mine's different. And you go, you're a fucking frat dude yelling and screaming on stage about Monopoly, like doing the same mannerisms. Does it really matter? Like if it's different, it's like, you know what's going yeah, on here. Yeah. The pun- the punchline is slightly different, you like, know? Yeah. And you, then you get into these conversations where you're, but, and that's what it's like the give him an inch, take a mile thing. It's like with everything where you kind of have like, this is why the Zuckerberg, the same with the, the censorship. Like recently people like Zuckerberg, he came out and he was talking about, the housing tax. So what happens with tax is they basically evaluate your house on what you bought it at. And even if it goes up a lot, you kind of don't really pay tax on that. Right. Yeah. And he's kind of saying, well, that's like a flaw in the tax system. Right. 
and this this kind of isn't my point i'm like paraphrasing a little bit but the essentially the idea of these people they are sort of technically right where they go well yeah if you own a place that's worth a million dollars why shouldn't you be paying a million dollars tax but it's like for one, it'll just fuck over a million people because it wasn't like that. So it's like, if you're a person that, you know, runs a business, it's like, Hey, we're just going to quadruple your taxes. Like you're just going to, for a lot of people that is a, as somebody like, I know you, you own property that you rent out. I'm literally trying to buy a rental property. And if you know, the, the margins aren't like sick, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like for where I'm looking, it's like, this is like, but a lot of like that gets made like, you know, if, if you now double the tax, right? Because a lot of these properties are looking Double? At, Some of yeah. these places were yeah. bought for $100,000 and now they're worth $2 million, you know? Mm. So it's not double, it's 20 times at like some bakery in a lot of cases or whatever, mm. right? But again, it's and that wasn't even really the most important point. The point is that these people in their brain, they're like, but you like, it's not about this one. T- the problem is- You're changing the, whole- the rules in the middle of the game. Yes. And there's an entire system of trying to tax more everything. And they're full of labor unions and they're full. There's all these bureaucrats and they're trying to take as much money as you can. And it was like, even if they're right on this one, it doesn't matter. It's a war. You know, it's like there, there's this push to take more money and everything. And you're like, do you not have enough money? And you're like, well, this one doesn't make sense too. It's like, yeah, you can, it's like, but well, how about you give one, how about what are the ones you're taxing where it kind of doesn't make sense to tax? Like it's, there's, like, we can find them the other way too, but the point is- Well, Pendulette gave the best advice. Like when, when Obama was trying to do a sugar tax and Pendulette just goes, it's like, why would you do a sugar tax? If you want to raise the price of high fructose corn syrup, eliminate the corn subsidy that the government's been giving the farmers. I, exactly. It's which like, has administration costs. Yeah. Even, it's even like this is like, I argue with people all the time about this is like, so like people talk about like universal healthcare in the United States, which- okay, we should be striving towards universal healthcare in the United States. Fine. I get your philosophical point. None of you have talked about how we have the most broken contract allocation system in the fucking Western world. And until we fix that, we cannot have the social programs you would like. But yeah. you don't want to fix that program. You can't sell. The, the Democratic base believes they can't. The Democratic Party believes they can't sell that to its base. Because if you start talking about unsexy things like contract allocation, then you have to you have to like open up like a lot of weird stuff where it's like, well, a lot of those laws are on the books to protect minority business owners. It's like, but maybe we could be tweaking that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe, okay. but you don't want to open that up because now you are, are opening up racial debates. It's like, well, it's like, well, we're never going to get to socialized medicine, which is apparently you guys all want until we fix contract allocation which works way better in a monoculture that like, like literally any, any company worth their salt in this country could just go get work. Everybody has money. You know what I mean? There's money flowing in the country, right? Like you now need to figure out how to navigate the contract allocation system of the United States government. Once you've dedicated the amount of time to do that, it's like, it's like, well, now you can just suck, right? So like you don't have, you can like do? learn one of these two sets of skills because nobody that is getting work wants to deal with the government because it's a complicated process. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like you can learn the process and then just do, if you do shitty work and you don't want to get better at your job, you just learn this process and deal with the government. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's like, nobody wants to talk about that aspect of shit. It's like, let's get there. Let's fix that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like a big thing with the tax thing. It's like, well, when you like talk about like, you know, like JP Morgan Chase made tons of money running EBT cards for food stamps, millions and millions of dollars they made. It's like, it's like, I thought you guys, aren't you guys, it was like, why can't we just give poor people money, send them a check 
and be like, go buy food. How do they have to get involved in this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's like, why did why do we have to give them special cards run by JP Morgan? He's like, why don't we just send poor people a check and be like, Hey, hopefully you don't start to death here. Here you go. Here's a check. How do I, I literally had a fucking, a social liberal say to me, he's like, well, how do we know they'll spend money on food? I was like, I don't know. Do you think black people are so and poor people are so stupid that they don't know that they need food every couple of hours to not die? That I think you're the racist <laughs> here, not the person who wants to get rid of food stamps. Like, what the fuck are you you're talking right. about? Like, how do we know they're going to eat? <laughs> yeah. How do we know? What if they spend that money on crack? It's like, they still won't be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. So, yeah, it's like, it, there's just, the, whenever there's a problem, it's like they've just created these entire bureaucracies that steal all the money and it never gets solved right so it's like imagine you had like a girlfriend that was mad or whatever and she's always coming in and being like she, she you have this debate where she's like trying to tell your life what to do non-stop and you're kind of in a war of like what you talked about earlier like pushing yeah. back against it and then it was kind of like well why are you leaving your books on the table and it's like well do you think they should be there and you go this is more complicated and then you bring courts in to decide whether the books should be on the table and you're like this is not what's going on here we're having a fucking like war as like a country and as like an ideological, mm. you know, what this should be and what these rules should be and what the whole thing is. So then to fucking have courts about the individual thing is missing the point. It was like, no, I, this is a card that I hold that I don't want to give up until I get something for it because we're at a negotiating table. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I think a lot of these people miss. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. The housing thing, the amount of people that would get fucked over if they pass oh, it's, that it, tomorrow. And, so, but you can see why so for Zuckerberg, he's kind of like, well, this doesn't make sense and we should do that. It's like, why should someone have a million dollar property and pay? And you're like, I, yes, if you do think of that, like isolated in a tiny little bubble as one thing, and that's the only thing we're talking about, mm-hmm. you kind of do have a point, but we're in a much more complicated system. You know what I mean? There's 300 million variables. Yeah. You know I mean, mean, like, exactly. You're talking about. You know, imagine being like in a war and talking about like, you know, what shoes the people should wear and be like, okay, well, I don't think they're in the right shoes, but you're like, well, they're in the forest of Afghanistan right now. So you're like, we're talking about, they shouldn't have the right shoes. Maybe, but like the ramifications of like us driving a fucking helicopter and dropping off shoes and replacing the old ones. It was like, you might be right that they shouldn't be wearing those shoes, but it's not really the conversation we're having. (laughs) Yeah, the Doc Martens in the desert probably aren't the best. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Dude, so let's wrap up with talking about the Kanye thing because I just, like, there was a few things. I, you didn't listen to it, though? No, I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. I'll I mean, give you the heads up. So, basically, if, if, you, if you didn't think he's running for president, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, this is an interesting, like, zany artist. It's kind mm-hmm. of interesting to hear him go off. Once you think he's running for president, you're like, I am listening to a crazy person. Like, in the context of, and he goes, he's religious, right? And he goes, uh, God told me that I have to be the president. And it was like, just imagine being like your buddy gets into religion, like, you know, at fucking 40 or whatever. And then by 41, he's like, God just said, I got to run for president. You're like, I don't think you're doing this religious thing, right? <laughs> Do you wash any poor people's feet yet? Like any of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So have you talked to God yet? Yeah, I just talked to him for the first time. What do you say? He's, you got to be the leader of the world. Yeah. You, you, you were right, dude. God's got insight. Yeah. Dude, that dude's fucking <laughs> smart. He's sharp, that guy. Yeah, he's talking about shoes and he was like, you know, I'm going to revolutionize shoes. Like in the future, no shoes are going to have laces. And he's, he's just got all these like, which like if he wasn't running for president, you're like, that's fine. But if like, you know, if Trump's a, like, imagine like a Biden was like going on rants about like, how they didn't need to take away laces out of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> just uh, who gives a shit, dude. I mean, if you didn't know Kanye was crazy when he said he said he was going to be he was going to run the first trillion dollar media company, <laughs> right? Before Apple was worth a trillion dollars, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's like you're going to run, you're going to just make Jesus walks a hundred times. Like what? What are you going to make? Just more Kardashian stuff, and you're going to make a trillion dollars? Like oh, it's how? so funny. He's an insane person. He got into like the conspiracies. This was my favorite one that I want to say because this made me laugh so much. He was getting into conspiracy stuff and he was, he was talking about, you know, stuff that probably to some degree is, you know, who knows? I like the conspiracy stuff as much as the next guy, but he's like, you know, what happens with like black guys like me, the government, like, you know, they make you disappear. Like they killed Bob Marley and they killed, like he named off a couple others. There was like, you know, there was some conspiracy stuff there. Like, I don't know if the government gave him cancer. Like, who knows what fucking, who knows? I, I'll, I'll never say never, you know, maybe. What, what, but then he goes, like, when I was there, I was in the hospital. And I had to po- I posted a photo. In a, a, and immediately, because of some information, I immediately get a call from the oh, my people in my camp, the people at the hospital. They need me to take down that photo. And it was like, why do I need to take down that photo? And Joe Rogan's like, what was, well, what do you think it is? And he was like, well, apparently someone's address was in the background. So like <laughs> after the thing, he was like, like someone at the hospital's information for their house was in the back. And they're uh, like, the most famous guy just tweeted your address. You can't like have that and put that yeah. on Instagram for millions of people to see. And yeah, that's, like, a lot. that's a loss, dude. <laughs> There's no conspiracy. It was like, no, no, you can't tweet someone's address, Kanye West. You're too famous for that. They're going to fucking all go to this guy's house or whatever. All the people that you pay to have push notifications <laughs> on their phone of your tweets so they make sure you did something. You're like, you set yeah. that up. how did they know i tweeted it they follow you they literally are your employees like what are you talking about (laughs) and he compared it to fucking bob marley uh being given cancer by the government (laughs) i don't know if that's exactly the same (laughs) yeah yeah it's totally not uh fuck but i i I think it was worth i listened for like two hours of it and i was like as soon as the first 10 minutes i go all right this guy is running for president this is i don't know what's going on and then i was like no, he's not really running for president. This is like an artist. And then I was kind of like, yeah, I like him as an artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's like, yeah. It, it, I like it, my artist crazy. <laughs> it feels like he's like a moneyed, you know who Vermin Supreme is? No, great name, Vermin. Vermin Supreme is like this old hippie who runs for president every four years. You know what I mean? Like he, oh, runs, he runs in a, he wears the boot on, He wears the boot on his, we, we had him on a podcast years ago. Okay. Or a couple years ago. But he, he fucking wears a boot on his head and shit. And like, he'll show up, he goes to like the libertarian debate and he had like one guy who's like a Christian conservative and he goes, well, this is fairy dust. And he sprinkles it on the guy's head. And he goes, now you're gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like if Kanye West is like, so Vermin Supreme's, not, he's like the best part of the hippie movement. He's not like, he's a weirdo, but he's not completely insane. So if Kanye's not completely insane and he's, he's just not, he's off just, performance art, then it's no. fucking hilarious. Like if he knows that he's never going to be president, it's hilarious. If he thinks he might become president, it's insane, right? Yeah. Well, he has a, he, uh, my synopsis was too, that he has a tendency to like have fairly basic ideas, but like someone said this about Trump that I thought was like kind of true too. Is It might've been Dave, but he goes, he fucking, he, he says stuff that everyone thinks that no one's allowed to say. So mm-hmm. he'll be the, he'll say it. And then everyone will be like, yeah. And he'll be like, I'm a genius, you know, because oh, it's like because everyone thought that, but everyone's yeah, yeah. afraid to say it. It's like, you know, the guy at work that's like, you know, this guy stinks. And he's like, this guy, you know, this guy stinks. And everyone's like, yeah, see, I know he's the first guy to say it. So it's kind of like, whereas like, uh, Kanye well, did you see a- the air quality thing with Trump? No, what did he do? So in the debate, he said, uh, the air quality in, he goes, the air in India is terrible. And so a bunch of liberals tried to run with Trump says India is terrible. And then it's just a bunch of people in India posting 
pictures from New Delhi, New Delhi of the smock. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we have the worst air on earth. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's, like, there's plenty of things to pile on this guy for. But then because of that, now Trump is probably like, See, nobody knew the air in India was shitty, except for the that, you know, 700 million yes. people in India. Like, yeah, exactly that. So I think there's some of that where he kind of, you know, in his circles or the way that he says it or whatever, he comes up with these like concepts, you know, whether they be about God or, you know, religion or, you know, the how to live your life. Or, and mm -hmm. he's obviously like a, you know, brilliant uh, artist, to be honest. And I think the part of it is that kind of like brain that sees like kind of colors as opposed to, but the when he talks about like these concepts politically, he'll be kind of, you know, it's almost like the government is trying to grow and we don't realize that the government is an organism, a living organism that is trying to grow. And, you know, they will keep growing until we put a stop to it. Like something like that, where you're like, yeah, no shit. Like, you yeah, know what we, I mean? Like we've all been calling government an, uh, an uncontrolled growth, like a cancer. Right. Decades. You know and what I, I mean? don't even know if he said that, but like, that's the type of stuff he says. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people are like that. They kind of, they kind of independently got there. So there is something to be said about like, there's these like principles that people kind of already know. And they sort of did independently get there. But it was like, if you looked into it more, you're like, no, yeah, that's a whole school of thought. Like that's yeah, a whole thing. You know what I mean? Well, like, I remember, like, I, I feel like sometimes people just say things in a way and then they think that like, it's super, like, I remember I walked past a dude once and he just goes, uh, he goes, uh, you know, that's why I teach my children to say pardon because there is no excuse. And then I like for a minute, I was like, oh, that's kind of deep. And then I go, that's not deep. That guy didn't say anything. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not a, like, it's nonsense. Like, it's just like, I think that's like kind of like what Kanye is. Like, he kind of like just says this thing that his like weed head entourage is like, yeah, I never thought about that, bro. The government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Hey, no, for real? Like the well, government is like, because they're taking in the <laughs> dollars, right? And that's how they grow. <laughs> It's like yeah. an amiibo or whatever. Like, you seen Akira? You ever see Akira? That shit came out in the 90s, that anime shit? <laughs> yeah. The dude on the bike with the laser shit. Remember the amoeba at the end and it just kept eating and eating? That's the government, That's beat. the government. He's like, I know. See, I saw that. Yeah, and he'll be like, yeah, in his mind, he's like, I had a vision that, like, allowed me to see that. Meanwhile, it was just Akira on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, fuck yeah, dude. That was super fun. Let's wrap it up. So, uh, the fucking uh, Notes from a Goon is the new podcast. Notes of, notes of a Goon. From a Goof. Of <laughs> notes, a Goon. Notes, notes of a Goon. Notes it's like from a Goon. episodes out right now. <laughs> you know that Goof in Canada is like the ultimate insult, right? Is it really? Yeah, so Goof means you're a child molester. And in prison... Really? Like, dude, calling like a black guy a Goof is like or worse than like N-word if you're in jail. Like it's the ultimate like fighting words as you call someone a Goof. Really? Yeah, that's a real thing. That's so funny because that's like the kind of thing that like... Like a like a dork would say, "Oh, you're such a big goof." Totally, but it's like this guy's a fucking goof. Listen, you fucking goof. Like you get you put some fucking spunk oh. on it, it starts to get a little saucier. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it does kind of sound like a you know that slur for Asians. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the new podcast. Notes from a goof. No notes of a goon. It's notes of a goon. Notes of a goon, and we're gonna find you. B K L Y N on Twitter, and also just go to the High Society Radio. This is mostly on YouTube, right? Yeah. Go no, no, I, I'm I'm about like uh, I think you're my audio is still a little higher. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw on the High Society Radio YouTube page, I'm going to throw a bunch of video up as this comes out. So you can go check if you're a video watcher for this. But if you're listening, yeah, wherever you get podcast notes of a goon. Yeah, dude. Chris is one of the funniest dudes I've met since I've been in New York. So definitely check out his shit. This has been, oh, you know what? I, okay. And one last thing is because I, uh, I, I did a few, if anyone checked out my auto blow uh, fucking ad. Oh, you got the auto blow too? 
No, yeah, I, so I did the auto blow ad on my Facebook and I wanted to say on this too, because if it does help and I, I might do like some more stuff with them. If you do want to go check out the site, autoblow.com slash Ryan Long, promo code long. And if you want to go, even if you just go to the site, check it out. And if you want to like, dude, it's a funny like gift to get someone or whatever. Dude, I'll like, tell even you this. if you want something for yourself, but I, we had it as it a sponsor too. We had auto blow yeah. as a sponsor. The guy's cool, dude. Dude, I'll tell you this. How come they only advertise the auto blow two? What happened to the one? This is what uh, I've been wondering. Did someone get injured on the auto blow one? They just like, I assure you, this is a safe product. And this yeah. is a perfectly safe product. No, there's 10,000 hours of blowjobs programmed into it. They did the math. They did the fucking outlier Amazing. Shit. Yeah. And this guy's cool. He was like, you can do whatever you want. And it was, dude, I was awesome working with them. So if it worked out, we'll do like four more. And I love doing with the sex shit because it's like, you can just fucking go wild making funny shit. Yeah. So yeah, autoblow.com slash Ryan Long. Go to the page. But all right, check out Chris. This has been the Boys Cast.